It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. To start conference recording, press 1. This conference is being recorded. Good morning and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Message of Christ Church. Praise God. Praise God. We give God praise, glory, and honor for you on this morning for joining us here on our 6 a.m. Mega Prayer. Please remain on the line. Our broadcast will be starting soon. Good morning and praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to our 6 a.m. Mega Prayer. Please remain on the line. The broadcast will be starting soon. Well, good morning and welcome to our 6 a.m. Mega Prayer. Once again, you're tuned into the Message of Christ Church. Please remain on the line. The broadcast will be starting soon. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
want to thank you for tuning in to the message of Christ Church. For the senior pastors, Pastor Sylvia Staples, we thank you for tuning in to our mega prayer. At this time, if you want to go ahead and invite someone to the call, our broadcast number is area code 641-715-3670, and the access code is 420-123-POUND. We invite you to join us back every Monday through Friday for our mega prayer from 6 to 6.30 a.m., and every Monday at 7 p.m. for our Miracle Monday. We also invite you to join us back every Sunday for our morning Bible study from 8 to 9 a.m. If you would like to reach the message of Christ by way of um, phone, our local administrative line, you can call into this line if you have any um, need of clarity or any concern of anything going on with the ministry. Or if you need to ask any questions, you can also call into the local line. If you want the message of Christ or the mega prayer team to come to a city by you or a loved one, we do ask that you do call in. You can call in to also leave prayer requests. We will just pass your prayer request on to the intercessory team, and we'll stand in agreement with you. You can also use this line um, if you want to sow into the ministry or become a covenant partner. The Message of Christ Church, we do ask that you do call in as well. If you want counseling sessions in this season, please do call in to schedule those sessions with um, Pastor Sylvia Staples, as well as if you um, if you have any concerns. So the number is 773-609-2071. You can also connect with the ministry um, by way of U.S. mail, our mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois. The zip code is 60639. We encourage you to visit the website at messageofchrist.net, and there you will find the prayer wall, and uh, we encourage you to continue to make the prayer request known. And also, um, anything pertaining to the ministry, any updates of any workshops or any changes are also found on the website. If you have not yet purchased your prayer songs for yourself or your loved one, we do encourage you to do so as well. You can also connect with the ministry at SylviaStaplesMinistries.com, as well as um, Pastor Sylvia Staples is um, on social media. She's on YouTube, Twitter. Facebook, and Periscope, so you can also connect with the ministry that way as well. We do encourage you, invite you out to join us for our monthly women's um, fellowship for the month of April. Um, that fellowship is going to just be kind of like rearranged, so just listen and tune in. It is in celebration of Pastor Sylvia Staples' birthday, so if you can just tune in to those um those dates and those times, or you can call in and get the details um, for that um, fellowship. It will not be the first Saturday of the month, but for also for the fourth Saturday of the month, we do encourage you and invite you to fellowship with us with um, Pastor Betty Howard. So the fourth Saturday of the month will be with Pastor Betty Howard. So if you're in the Chicago area or if you have loved ones, in the Chicagoland area, 
please do write them out to join us as well. As we go into our, um, as we go into prayer, is a word that I um, actually wanted to bring. So we want to thank the Heavenly Father for bringing us forth today on one accord, to bask in his glory, to come into one agreement with his word. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God, because it is it is you, Father God, who caused us to prosper. It is you, Father God, that causes us to be strengthened in our weakness, Father God. It is you, Father, who have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for every word, Father, for every vision, for every mission, Father God, for every thought of you, Father God, that you have spoken us into the land, Father, that you have spoken us into this time, Father, that you have created us, Father God, for this time, Father, so that we hear your word today, Father God. Let your word, Father, not fall on, Father God, hollow ground, Father, follow ground, Father God. But thank you, Father, that your word will be permeated in our hearts today, Father God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. So as we go into 2 Corinthians 12, And it was a word that um that I actually received yesterday. It was about conviction. But when I woke up this morning, I heard chastisement and correction. So I asked the Father, okay, chastisement and correction. So with the chastisement, correction, and conviction, we come into chapter 12 of Second Corinthians, 12 and 5. And it was also given to me to understand the power of our weakness. And in our weakness, we know God perfects us. So it's now like we chastise, we correct it, we be convicted for what? What are we really suffering? So in Second Corinthians chapter 12, um, it is basically talking about the fact that in this time, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote Second Corinthians, um, he was basically speaking about the church. And in Second Corinthians, um, Apostle Paul, he's hurt, and he's hurt profoundly, deeply enough to describe in chapter seven, chapter twelve, no, of Second Corinthians, chapter seven, he described his hurt as being depressed. We really want to believe that it was that, but it was also a personal disappointment. And in this time, through our chastising, through our correction, through conviction that we receive, there will be this hurt. There will be this pain. But we are not to stay in a place where we don't want to receive God's love. We don't want to receive what it is that God is saying. So Paul, in Apostle Paul in Chapter 7, he was being betrayed by the Corinthian church where he had spent um, nearly two years in which he loved so dearly he was being portrayed by these people. He was being portrayed by the church. He was being portrayed by them because they had fallen under the influence of false teachers who had lied about Paul, out of false gospel and other lies. And these Corinthians had betrayed Paul, turned from him, were beginning to embrace the false teachers in Paul. And Paul was crushed. So as I bring forth chapter 2, place yourself in the scriptures. Place yourself 
in Paul's position and also place yourself in a position to hear God's word. Um, we all know that life is painful, and, and it's painful in many ways on many parts. So we also know the greatest pain that we can feel is being inflicted on us by other people. And the closer these people are to us, the more we love them, the greater the ability to inflict pain on us. And we're made for relationship by God. We're made to enter into intimate relationships. And therefore, we have a high degree of vulnerability. So in the fact that in verse 7 of Second Corinthians, he describes it, this pain, he describes this hurt as they were giving him a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet him. So let's go to chapter 12 and go to verse 7 in Second Corinthians. It says in Second Corinthians chapter 12, and lest, the King James Version, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So again, we're speaking about the Corinthian church and how the Corinthian church in time betrayed Paul. So there were false teachers, there were false, uh, falling under false teachers and those that lied about Paul and they taught false gospel. So as we continue on, it says, there was given me a thorn in the flesh a messenger of Satan to buffet me. And in this time, this was sought by false teachers on the Corinthian church, which resulted in their portrayal of Paul, is here described as a thorn in the flesh. So remember, keep in mind um, Paul's walk, Paul's journey, um, and understanding in this passage, it was speaking about the power of his suffering, the power of his weakness. And so he further describes it as a messenger of Satan in the scripture. And the messenger is in, in the word is in Greek it means angel. And the an angel from Satan is a demon. And so he's telling us here that this terrible thing betrayed by the Corinthians, that this defection from true gospel and the truth that he had taught them, this was all being orchestrated by demons. So demon-inspired false teachers had come into the church and perpetrated this terrible mutiny. And the effect of it was to buffet Paul in this time. So he said that that was, that was the same word meaning tormented. So Paul was personally tormented by the problems in the Corinthian church. And because he loved God so much, he didn't want to see God dishonored. Because he loved the gospel so much, he didn't want to see it misunderstood. Because he loved the church so much, he didn't want to see it torn up or divided. Because he loved those people so much, he didn't want to see them fall victim to lying false teachers. So in this time, as we understand um, that this was like this was like a stake just being driven through Paul. It was just appalling to him. The pain, the suffering was so profound. And in our lives, we deal with things that, 
painful. We suffer, but in, in God's eyes, he says suffering is also called enduring. And we know Jesus suffered by those things that he was actually made obedient in. So as we look at this suffering, as we look at this pain, now we look at what are we going through this for? And you got to ask yourself. And in your own mind, you, you can't look at it as if it's something that you are being tormented by. But some things come by revelation and some things come by tribulation. But those things that come by revelation, you want to understand. You want to understand both. But we want to pay more close attention to revelation. We want to, We don't want to live our lives walking and expecting tribulation or praying for those things when we're up against the wall. We want to move as God's word has intentionally moved, given us to move in. So in this Corinthian church, Paul, he looks at Corinth as one of his crowning achievements, having spent, as he said, two years there. He's been there this long and has such tremendous effect and blessing and impact. And there it all seems to be falling prey to this demon-inspired group of false teachers and has resulted in betrayal of him by his own beloved people, whom him, whom him he, himself had led to Christ. He can't get any lower no physical pain can match this. No economic abbreviation can match this. No travel can match this. No shipwreck can match this. No whipping, no stoning, no laughing by the Jews can match this pain that Paul went through. And you ask yourself, what are you going through? What pain, what suffering has God given you revelation in that you're standing there? In the face of it, going through it, saying that, um, for God I live, for God I die, pretty much. But not to just say that, but to understand the pain, understand the suffering. So what we found Paul that in his deep type of suffering, therefore we can expect a lot of the most about how to handle suffering. And if we can find a man in his most profound time of suffering, that's the place to learn the lessons because they'll be more clearly indicated in that environment that that's exactly what happened. Now, Paul knew that God had allowed this to happen. If you think of anybody else in the Bible, <laughs> well, they knew God allowed some things to happen. You can think of yourself. You know, you can you can understand your life thus far, walking in faith as a believer, knowing when God allows some things to happen. And that's the amazing part because sometimes bad things happen to God's people because God allows them to happen. He has a purpose in them, and that purpose is to bring them to some spiritual level beyond where they are. So in verse 7, again, it says, There was given me a thorn in the flesh, and this, by the way, was a gift, however unsolicited to one. It was a gift then, it was really from God. We know that because in verse 8, as we read, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. He asked God to remove it. And God allowed this to happen, as we saw God allow Satan to assault Job. God allowed Satan to assault Peter. For his own purposes, God will allow the devil to do his work, and in the end, it will affect the divine purpose. 
Now, the question is, what does, what does God accomplish in the life of his own through suffering? Why did God allow this? Why would God allow a demon-inspired group of false teachers to go in and tell the church? Why would God allow that? We, we, we would assume that today that if that ever happens, that's the devil, that's Satan, that's demons operating on their own and against the will of God, but not in this case and not always. God is allowing this to happen. Why? Well, I'm going to give you five reasons why God allows suffering in your life and in mine. And these five reasons are that they are formidable. Formidable, let's look it up. I'm, I apologize for not having it already here, but okay, so one reason that God allows things to happen in our life, I said, because it's formidable. That means it's inspiring fear, and it respects you being impressively large. It's powerful, it's intense, and it's capable. So God is saying that's who we are. So we're able to walk through this suffering. We're able to suffer this pain. Another reason is because it's practical and it has powerful reasons, but at the same time, we want to, we really want to understand and believe that we'll become an anchor for our soul in And God uses suffering to reveal our spiritual condition, to reveal our spiritual character. God uses suffering to reveal our spiritual character, to understand who we are in him, to understand him. You really do not know the truth about someone spiritually when everything is going well. When it's going well, you really don't know. You know, you can't. You, you know, but you don't know. But it's really when it doesn't appear to be something, or it doesn't surface. Basically, they appear to be at peace, or they happy, or with the measure of joy and satisfaction and fulfillment, because superficially. Everything is surface. It's okay. But then when things begin to go wrong, reality begins to surface as to their spiritual condition. And the worst things get. The worst things begin to happen. The more their spiritual character is unbarred. When you strip away the blessings and you strip away the successes and you strip away the prosperity and you strip away the health and you begin to peel it all back, when you're going to find out what somebody is really made of spiritually. And God wanted to accomplish this in, in 2 Corinthians, in this chapter, in the life of Paul, because the truest crucible for testing one's genuine spiritual character is the severest of trouble. And we know what God said. He left the Holy Spirit to comfort those, to console those who may be in any trouble. And it's very important to God that the character of Paul be manifested. That's why I say, see yourself as Paul in this time. Paul himself wanted to establish his integrity. He wanted to establish his credibility. He wanted the Corinthians to know he was faithful. He was godly. He was not sinful as they were accusing him of being. He wanted them to know the real quality of his spiritual life. 
and that there was no better way for to, to surface than in his deepest, his deepest suffering. So if we go back to another point in the beginning of the chapter, just to understand, we want to remember that Paul had been put into a boasting mode, and that's in verse 1. So it says in chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, the King James Version, it says, it is not expected for me, doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. So in this scripture, because he is forced to demonstrate demonstrate his superiority over the false teachers or false apostles, as we call them, he has to demonstrate that he is their superior in every way. And so he begins to force to vote. He doesn't like it. He's giving long, long disclaimers about how distasteful it is for him, but he, he's forced to have to do it. It is foolish to do it, but he lets me do it, and he has to do it. So he says, boasting is necessary, though it's not profitable. It's foolish to do it, but it is fleshly to do it. So this, us as, as, as believers, when we come up out of, when we, when we try to take on the suffering and pain as if God didn't say it and we start, you know, taking on this pain and suffering and forget that God gave us a vision. So we begin to become boastful. And then we know that it's not profitable. We know it's the flesh. But keep in mind, it says, I'll go on. He says, he'll go on to vision and revelation. He said, I will come to vision and revelation of the Lord. And that's the most notable part of this, this verse. He says, look, I don't like this. I don't like boasting. I don't like comparing myself with somebody else. You forced me into this. I don't like to talk about visions and revelations. That sounds like me, some sort of say. But it's not profitable. It's not helpful. It's literally what the Greek says. It's not useful, but you force me into this. And then in verse 2, he recites this just in, as part of the, as the vision, referring, saying, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such and one and caught up to the third heaven. So in this verse, it, it recites this vision referring to himself as this third person because of his humility. He says, I know a man, meaning himself, in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. And in verse 4 it says, caught up in the dice. The same thing. Paul says, all right, you want to talk about visions? I went to heaven. I had my own personal trip to heaven. It happened 14 years ago, and I never referred to it, never written about it at all. And these 14 years never brought it up until now, and you forced me to do that. I don't know whether in this book or in this passage, what Paul's saying, I don't know, that in this passage he was like, I was in the body or out of the body. He said, I don't know the nature of the whole thing, but God knows. I heard expressible words. I heard what I heard, and I saw what I saw but I can't translate it into an earthly language. 
And even if I could, it says in verse 4, I wouldn't be allowed to. It says in 4, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard a speakable word, which it is not lawful for a man to utter.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.